Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show. Good morning. It's Morgan and Bill. So I highly endorse these two-day work weeks. Yeah, you just got here yesterday, and you're already at the weekend, pretty much. Look at this. I am ready for the weekend already. Uh, and I think it's going to be a fun one. The boys and I are going to uh, the Cavs game tonight. Our first, oh, that is fun. Our first Cavs game in person tonight. I think it's going to be a win. The Washington Wizards, they're not very good. Don't jinx it. Well, my they the Cavs beat the Wizards on Wednesday night, and then they're playing them again tonight. Uh, and my oldest son, Will, is already like, the Wizards are trash. <laughs> All right. So I think we're going to see a, a win tonight. Uh, Monsters play tomorrow night. The Cavs play again Sunday afternoon at 1. The Browns, how unusual is this? The Browns play, well, this part isn't unusual. The Browns are playing a meaningless football game in January. Mm-hmm. And we're so used to that yeah, over the years. But usually for the opposite reason, right. right? Now the Browns play a meaningless game on Sunday. And we couldn't be happier about it. Because right. we're going to rest all the starters. And we're going <laughs> to get ready for the playoffs next weekend. And I, I thought of this this morning. And I don't know if this is just me being lazy or also me just getting into cheering on the Browns and rooting on the Browns for next weekend. I want to grow a Flacco beard. Can you grow a Flacco beard? Sure, I can grow a Flacco. It's easy to grow a Joe Flacco beard. Well, it depends who you ask. My husband could never grow a Flacco beard. So you've seen Joe Flacco's face, right? Yes, I have. And his beard, I, I can't tell what's going on with that beard. It looks like he just takes a some clippers and just keeps it short, but he never shaves the neck. Really? Yeah. Have I you need ever to look at? I, I mean, I've never sat down and analyzed Joe Flacco's beard, oh, so I can't confirm or deny what you're saying is true or false. I have spent a lot of time looking at Joe Flacco's beard, and I've I've Googled it, and I've looked at many different pictures. It, to me, it looks like because because my buddy was saying no, he sh- he doesn't shave at all, and I said that's not true. I think he's shaving because otherwise his beard would be like bushy. And I I said, I think he just takes some clippers and just runs the clippers on his face. But he doesn't worry about his neckline at all. It's just hair from his chin all the way down his neck. But surely he has to also do the clippers on his neck, right? I don't think he... Yes, on his neck to keep it short. Right. But I don't think that he worries about his neckline at all. Because I have to take uh, a regular razor to my neck. Got uh, it. I I don't understand yeah. beard talk. <laughs> so I don't know what clippers and razors and I don't know. I don't get it. Basically, it's going to be my excuse not to shave my neck. Okay. For the next week or so. There you go. So guys, let's get it going. Let's grow Flacco beards. We'll call it hashtag No Mo for Flacco. Love it. And we'll get ready for that Browns win uh, next weekend. Uh, playoffs, baby. 
The Q Morning Show with Morgan and Bill. Q104. I listen every morning. Old songs, new songs. I love the music. It makes you feel good in the morning when you're listening to it. Q104. I love you and the worst thing you ever heard. Q104. 90s, 2000s, and now. Friday morning with the Q Morning Show. Morgan and Bill. All things entertainment right now. Let's get into a Hollywood dirt sheet. The Golden Bachelors, Gary Turner and Teresa Nist tied the knot on live television last night. New Jersey native Teresa Nist got married to Indiana's own Gary Turner. They opted to marry within weeks with Gary saying they don't have time to waste. Uh, the ceremony was filled with family, friends and even other Golden Bachelor contestants with 50 Bachelor Nation attendees. We told you yesterday that Golden Bachelor contestant Susan Knowles officiated the ceremony. Turner and Nis daughters were bridesmaids. Um, here's what people are mad about today about the Golden Wedding is that Brayden Bowers, who was on The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, proposed to his girlfriend, Christina Mandrell, at the wedding. And people are like, really, Brayden? Really? That is not the time and the place. Even Jesse Palmer, because of course, Bachelor Nation, they have very strong opinions. And they were on setting Twitter ablaze last night about it. And soon after that, uh, Jesse Palmer got on TV and he was like, I just want to let everybody know that Brayden got Gary and Teresa's um, blessing before doing this at their wedding. Because people were really upset about it. No other drama last night? No, no other drama. Did they announce the Golden Bachelorette? They did not. Hmm. So our predictions were untrue. Yep. Joe Jonas is jetting around with a new potential flame, a model named Stormy Bree. So it looks like Sophie Turner isn't the only one who's moving on. At least that's what Joe Jonas seems to be saying in his actions because he was spotted boarding a plane with model Stormy Bree in Cabo San Lucas. And then the pair were also spotted in a different city a short time after in Aspen, Colorado. So it seems like they're going on a little bit of a world tour together. Uh, who knows? But they were seen cuddled up at a hotspot restaurant in Aspen. Uh, the new connection comes months after Jonas and Turner announced a productive and successful mediation of how to co-parent their young children. And Kesha holds up a new music coming soon sign outside of Los Angeles 7-Eleven. So Kesha was seen teasing new music in L.A. at a 7-Eleven parking lot holding up a cardboard sign reading new music coming soon. The announcement comes after the 36-year-old singer split from her record labels following her legal battle with producer Dr. Luke last June. Uh, last summer, Kesha released her album Gag Order, which largely detailed her struggles during that time. But it looks like we're going to be getting new music from Kesha soon. Do you think we will ever go back to TikTok Kesha? Her first ever single, Glitter in the Hair, oh. Eyeliner, Running Down Her Face, like that, Kesha. So you said TikTok Kesha, and I went to the app. I, know. I was thinking TikTok no, Kesha. Kesha was, she did TikTok first. Right, Wake the up song, in the morning the, feeling like P. Diddy. Oh, my answer is no. I don't think that that, that, that version... That Kesha is dead and gone. That version of, of Kesha I don't think is ever coming back. I mean, I think that she's talked about how she doesn't want to go back to that Kesha. And uh, I think she might have outgrown it anyway. I don't think she can go back. I know. It just makes me sad. Any, <laughs> any more sad than her standing outside of a 7-Eleven? 
How many hours was she out there? I have no idea. I have no idea. I just, and I'm not trying to be mean, but I just feel like nothing she comes out with compares to that era. No. So why wouldn't you want to go back? Because I don't think that she can. I think she can try. Yeah. But I think that. I think other it's just artists not her anymore. have tried to recapture those glory days and they failed. Yeah. I think Kesha would would be the same. Anything else you need, Hollywood and more, is up at Q104.com. You can get it there and always on the free Odyssey app. So I just came back to work yesterday and Morgan and I have spent, well, we spent yesterday's show and a little bit of today's show, I think, will be just us catching up with what has gone on with us over the, the holiday two break. two and a half weeks, yeah. I, I did not have a chance to tell you this, Morgan about how my nine-year-old son, Drew, ruined my Christmas. Completely ruined your Christmas? Specifically my Christmas dinner. Okay. I will tell you all about that next. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the Q Morning Show. I love it when I listen to it in the morning. It gets me amped up. Real life. Real Cleveland. From the 1-800-HURT-NOW traffic center. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now Morgan and Bill. So the story of how my son Drew ruined my Christmas dinner. Okay. Now, in his defense, at the time, he was only eight years old. He turned nine years old (laughs) on uh, the following day. So he didn't know any better. Right. He was uh, much more immature on Christmas Day. But my family and I decided to start a new tradition this year, and that is... Uh, that was we decided to go out to eat on Christmas night. So okay. we, went, we went to Sakana in Rocky River, which is one of my favorite restaurants, Sushi Bar, uh, in Rocky River. And we had reservations in the afternoon. And it was my uh, brother that went, my sister-in-law, my niece, my mom, and my family. And Drew, leading up until it was time to go to dinner, was just being a brat. He was. He didn't want to go. He was complaining about going to dinner. Okay. I think he just wanted to stay and and play with his new toys or or whatever it is. But he was just he was irritating me because he was whining so much. And so I will admit that once we got to the restaurant, I was already in a bad mood. Like he had already put me in a bad mood. Okay. But I'm trying to relax and I'm trying to enjoy the moment. It's Christmas for Pete's sake. Sure. So I'm trying to enjoy myself, but he's just. Act, and I had to sit right next to him at the table, and he's just just on and on, just complaining. He won't give it up, um, and just fighting me on everything, pushing back on anything. Uh, so we ended up ordering him an Alaskan roll. And okay. so that comes to the table. And you know how on the, um, on the plate it has, it has the Alaskan roll, it has the sushi that you want in front of you, but on the side it has... Your ginger and your wasabi. wasabi. yes. And by the way, he's familiar with all this stuff. And he, he likes sushi, right? He was introduced to sushi, sushi about a year ago. So it's, this is not unfamiliar food to him. He likes the food he's eaten before. But he was just being a brat on Christmas night. And so he's saying, I, I'm not going to eat any of this. I'm not going to have any of this Alaskan roll. And then he proceeds to take the entire cube, the, the ball of wasabi, uh-huh. and he puts it in his mouth. Now, I've never done that before, so what's the reaction to that? His reaction was instant regret. Yeah, I'm sure. Because he then starts retching. Oh, gosh. Puts his face over his plate and starts, like, drooling on the plate. Oh, my gosh. 
And so I could tell what was about to happen. So in the middle of the restaurant, I no. pick him up no. and carry him out. And I'm thinking, do I go to the bathroom first or do I? No, the bathroom was too far away. I just went out the front door. Did he, you know what? We went out to the, to the, to the front sidewalk and there's a bunch of trees there and let's he fertilized the lawn. Oh no. And that is only going to make it worse too. Was there tears after he got done doing that? No, he was actually fine oh, after really? that. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> what and, did you do? Well, so I I was like we're going home right now. I'm oh, taking I would have been in so much trouble. I'm taking you home. So we went into the car and we were sitting in the car for a few minutes. And meanwhile at this time my family's texting me, like, where are you? Like, What's going on? Yeah. yeah. He calmed down in the car, and we ended up going back into the restaurant and finishing dinner. So I did finish my meal. But believe me, man, I was fuming. Oh, my gosh. For the rest of the night, we got home from dinner, and I got Myrtle, Myrtle's uh, our three-year-old dog, and I put the leash on and went for, like, an hour and 45-minute walk. Oh, gosh. Just... <laughs> Which was nice to get your it, mind right. It put me in a better mood. I yeah. was looking at Christmas lights, and but oh my gosh! Oh yeah, I would have been in so much trouble if I did that as a child. Ooh. Oh, he was in trouble for sure. <laughs> Merry Christmas! And these are the moments that people tell me that I'm going to miss someday. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I don't think so. <laughs> I keep saying that. I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not going to miss any of this. It's Q104, the Q Morning Show. Good morning. <gasps> Because I used to be young. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. So good to have you here this morning. We are the Q Morning Show, Morgan and Bill. So right before the holidays, I think it was the last show that we did before the holiday break that we found out that Morgan Wright was named one of Cleveland Magazine's most interesting people in 2024. Let's hope I don't have a really bad year, you know, because if that's the case, I will not have lived up to this expectation of me. Are you afraid that you're going to lose your title? Uh, I mean, they can't take it away, right? No, they, it's already they, in print. Right. It's already in print. So uh, you may have missed this over the holidays, and, and that's understandable because we were all busy over the holidays. But uh, the the actual issue, the hard copy issue of Cleveland Magazine is out, but it's, all, it's also online as well. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, if you go to Q104.com, there's a link right there. You can click on uh, Morgan's face. Uh, she's wearing a, a very beautiful red dress. Is that a red dress? It's a jumpsuit. Jumpsuit. Uh, and read all about Morgan. So the article, because I, I didn't read the article when it was announced before the holidays. Because it was up, but we were just in the, we were talking about it, but we were in the middle of yeah, the show. Yeah, I didn't even know it was coming out that day, to be completely honest with you. Um, so... I read the article and obviously wonderful things to say about you, about your love for reality shows and all the work that you're doing on your social media uh, with Instagram and TikTok and everything else. But then I kept scrolling and scrolling and I'm like, wait a minute, that's it? Like, that's the only reason? Like, I thought that you were named one of Cleveland's most interesting people because of the year that you just went through with... <laughs> Your now husband right. rel- relocating to America and yeah. getting his citizenship and, and getting married and everything else. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why I thought that they chose you. Well, they we did t- 
talk about it when I did my interview. There's a ton of stuff that we talked about in the interview that didn't make it to the actual article. So maybe they just couldn't. Maybe it had to be a certain number of words. Maybe they wanted to keep it short and sweet. But there was a lot of stuff that didn't make it in. Okay. What else besides that? Besides the the wedding, I thought that was the most interesting thing yeah. that happened to you last year. I mean, a lot of it was the David and stuff and the green yeah. card and all the things and a lot of stuff about the morning show that they didn't put in. A yeah, lot of, of stuff. <laughs> yeah. At least they put Q104 in the article. Yeah, right. I was sometimes when, when uh, print or uh, broadcast news when they refer to us, they'll call us that radio show yeah. or that radio station. So they actually put Q104. Yes. Which is wonderful. So we are talking about Cleveland Magazine this morning. Again, if you want to uh, to read this article, uh, it's about Morgan's social media. But there's so many more interesting things about Morgan that makes her one of Cleveland's most interesting people in That's 2024. That's why you got to listen to the Q Morning Show because we talk about it all. So, again, it's at Q104.com. And then can we put a link on our social media as well? Sure. So that's at the Q Morning Show on Instagram. Something else that Morgan was telling me about uh, this morning, which now makes me believe that Morgan is passively, aggressively trying to annoy her sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'll own it. I kind of am. And the karma is going to get me one day, I'm sure. We'll talk about that next. It's the Q Morning Show. They make your day. They make you laugh. Morgan and Bill. It's like they've been friends forever. And they're fun to listen to. The Q Morning Show. Q104. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Good morning. The Q Morning Show. It's Morgan and Bill. So I was talking to Morgan, just making some chit-chat uh, as we continue to catch up. Uh, since we've been apart, we uh, Morgan and I haven't seen each other since before Christmas. And so the last couple of days, just catching up, and I was asking her, how were your... Uh, how was your Christmas? How was it? How was your family? Uh, and asking about gifts that she got for her her two little nieces. Mm-hmm. And who are your nieces again? How old? Um, Livy is five, and Ellie is nine. And then after the answer that Morgan gave me, now I'm completely convinced that she is passively aggressively <laughs> trying to annoy her sister. And this is a long con, too. I know, I know. It started last year as a joke, and I thought it was going to be a one and done until I started shopping for the girls again this year. And I was like, I got to keep it going. And I know that this is just really setting me up for bad karma for the day that I ever decide to have a child. Like, my sister will definitely pay me back for all these years. So what was the gift that you got the girls last year? So last year I got Ellie, the oldest, um, a recorder. You remember the recorders? See, I don't remember. (laughs) This is a a different discussion. I do not remember the uh, recorders. I don't ever remember having one in grade school. Now, my kids have. Right. Um, They both have had recorders and they are annoying instruments. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, so last year I got Ellie um, a recorder. I was like, look, it's going to be the first instrument that they teach her how to play anyways. Don't you want to have a child genius who already knows how to play the recorder by the time she gets one in school? Right. Um, They didn't think it was very funny. And then this year I was browsing online and I bought another musical instrument for Olivia this time, the Uh five-year-old. Uh-huh. And I bought her a... Um, baby accordion. An accordion? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and she loves the accordion. And let me tell you, I didn't get one for Ellie, and she was very upset that she did not get the accordion. But I was like, Ellie, you break out the recorder. Livy can have the accordion. Of course, they got some play microphones. David, Ellie, and Livy were performing until the wee hours of the morning with their new band. Okay, so now that surprises me. Because I thought you were going to say, with that, because when Morgan said, I got her an accordion, I was like, wait, stop. Don't tell me anymore. <laughs> because now I have a bunch of questions. So okay. the, the kids actually wanted an accordion? No, they didn't ask for it. I okay. just got them it. And they, she didn't even know what it was at first. Obviously, I had to like show her how it worked. And then after that, it was like her eyes lit up and she didn't put the accordion down all day. So she loved it. She loved it. That could have easily backfired. Yeah, she would have hated it, but I knew when she opened it by Ellie's look, I was like, if Livy hates it, Ellie will take it. So <laughs> Ellie was really upset that she didn't get the accordion this year. Now, what was your sister's reaction and your sister's husband's reaction yeah. to the accordion gift? They laughed, but they were like, oh, God, here we go. I mean, you know how that goes. And they were like, Morgan, we're just going to leave the accordion at your house. So whenever you're on babysitting duty... One of the only toys that you're going to have there is the accordion and the recorder. So you can get a little taste of your own medicine. The accordion is so funny. Like I the- know. I, I didn't even know they made them. I was just scrolling on Amazon and it popped up like a mini accordion for kids under the age of seven. And it it was a ball. Because, again, you're only getting this gift to annoy your sister. It's not like the kids desperately wanted an accordion. No, they didn't. But now it sounds like this at their house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's not this skilled at the accordion quite yet, but give her a year. She might be a, a true time. player. Yeah. We should have her play the accordion. Fo- play this song, actually, <laughs> yeah. uh, on Groundhog Day. Right. Can she get this ready by February 2nd? I'll have to check in, see what her performing schedule is going to be like for the next couple of weeks. All right. So 216-474-0104. I'm trying to remember, like, there's been plenty of gifts that my kids have received that are annoying. That I, yeah, I don't know if my if my siblings were trying to annoy me or my friends, you know, like it would be like a little mini drum set or something right, like that. Something very loud and obnoxious. Yeah, it's possible that a little bit of that was going on. But 216-474-0104. So we're what, almost two weeks out for Christmas. What was the gift that your kids received this year? That you're absolutely just sick of. You're ready to right throw now. it out the window. Yeah. Maybe somebody got the gift just to annoy you, or maybe it was just a gift that they wanted, but now you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is in the house. I want it out of the house. <laughs> How do I get it out of the house? 216 474 The annoying Christmas gift. It's Q104. Good morning. No, Q104, it's the Q Morning Show. Morgan and Bill, we're talking about the annoying Christmas gift that is in your house right now because we found out that Morgan got her niece an accordion for Christmas this year. Yeah, blame it on Amazon. It just showed up. I typed in best gifts for five-year-old, and there was the baby accordion. Her niece did not ask for an accordion, but Morgan thought it would be a great gift. (laughs) And so I believe that she's passively, aggressively... Trying, trying to, to annoy my sister. Right. So we just find to find out what's the annoying Christmas gift in your ho- house right now. Let's go to Natalie in Streetsboro. Natalie, good morning. Good morning. 
Good morning. So do you have a Christmas gift that's now in your house? It's a, a new present that is just driving you nuts right now. Yes. I, I heard you guys talking about it, and I was like, um, I for sure have one of those, and it's driving me insane. <laughs> okay. What is it? Well, so I have about a one-and-a-half-year-old, and I love her to death, and my younger brother, I swear on purpose, he says not, but I swear on purpose, got her the most annoying little piano thing. It's called a pop-and-play piano for Christmas, mm-hmm. and it is driving me insane, guys. Like, it's, it's, it's driving me insane. All right, so your younger brother trying to be a good uncle and getting his niece a Christmas gift, you think that there's an ulterior motive here. It's not just a gift. It's it's a gift that was designed to annoy you. I mean, honestly, yes. Like, the thing is supposed to teach kids about, like, song and colors and numbers. And listen, I love my daughter to death, and she loves this toy to death. Like, uh-huh. she will not stop playing with it. That's basically the only toy in her rotation right now. (laughs) I mean, I know we don't know why your brother got this, but like I said, when I'm buying these Christmas presents for my nieces, like last year with the recorder and this year with the accordion, the thought crosses (laughs) my mind that it's going to be annoying and I buy it anyway. So I I kind of feel like I am the brother in the situation um, without throwing him under the bus. I'm kind of throwing him under the bus what's this thing called again natalie it's the pop and play piano yes pop and play piano they love their alliteration you know (laughs) is it within your arms reached because i'd love to hear this thing actually gosh oh you want to hear it yeah i do i will will, give me one second okay oh i definitely want to hear the pop and play piano okay tell me when you're ready Uh, tell me when you're ready we're ready all right just put it up as close to the phone as you can all right let's hear it here you go all right (laughs) so it's got some songs yeah yeah it teaches you about numbers too all these songs here listen to this one (laughs) all right Uh, yeah it's a lot i feel like that could be overstimulating when played with 24 7 and it's not just numbers, it's colors, too. Oh, gosh, there's more? <laughs> yes. It's all the time up on the piano, every time. Well, at least your daughter is learning about her colors and her numbers. <laughs> and you're getting a refresher. And I mean, again, my daughter is one and a half years old, so sometimes it's just the repeat of the same key over mm-hmm. and over and over again. It's It's driving me up the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Well, now it's stuck in my head. (laughs) Brown! (laughs) I love it. Thanks for calling, Natalie. Thank you, guys. Love the show. People always tell me you're going to miss those days. You don't think you're you're going to? I'm never going to miss those days (laughs) of having toddlers. Right. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Friday morning with the Q Morning Show. It's Morgan and Bill. Thank you for being here. All things entertainment. We're diving into a Hollywood dirt sheet right here. The Golden Wedding was last night. Gary Turner and Teresa Niss tied the knot on national television. But fans are talking more about the fact that Braden Bowers, who was on Bachelor in Paradise, proposed to fellow Bachelor Nation member Christina Mandrell during the wedding last night. So host Jesse Palmer later revealed that Braden got permission from Gary and Teresa to pop the question on their big day, but people on Twitter were not having it. Here's some tweets. Brayden literally breaking wedding etiquette rule number one, which is don't propose at someone else's wedding. Another one says, not Jesse doing damage control, saying Brayden got permission. They saw, they saw our tweets, y'all. Hashtag the Golden Bachelor. Zendaya unfollows everyone, including her boyfriend Tom Holland, on Instagram. So Zendaya has unfollowed everyone that she had been following on Instagram, including friends, co-workers, and her boyfriend, Tom Holland. So what's the deal? Uh, no explanation was given, but there's speculation that she's prepping for a uh, full dance card work-wise in the coming months. Her first post of the new year on Instagram was a movie poster of her upcoming movie, Challengers, captioned with a wish for friends and fans for a most beautiful new year. I don't get it. What's the point of unfollowing all those people? To what? get people to talk about it and to look at her page and to ask why and to see the movie poster. But if she unfollowed me, I'm not going to go to her page because she unfollowed <laughs> right, me. Right. You're not, but us commoners will. Plus, that t- that takes a long time. Yeah. Like, I follow 1,125 people yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, it would take a long time to go and unfollow everybody. She must have asked, like, an assistant. <laughs> yeah. To do that. Definitely. In the Golden Globes are this weekend. Joe Coy will be hosting the event and will be joined by presenters including Amanda Seyfried, Will Ferrell, Oprah Winfrey, Florence Pugh, and more. The awards covers both TV and film categories. Succession leads the TV nominations with nine knots, while Meryl Streep received her 33rd nomination for her role in Hulu's Only Murders in the Building. Barbie received nine nods while Oppenheimer got Oppenheimer got eight. Um, they take place this Sunday at 8 p.m. It will air on CBS, Paramount Plus, and the CBS app. Anything else you need, Hollywood and more, is up at Q104.com. Get it there and always on the free Odyssey app. We have Mean Girls movie passes. Battle of the Burbs is next. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Waking you up. In Northeast Ohio, we proudly rep our suburbs, but there can be only one winner in the land. Battle of the Burbs on the Q Morning Show. Our contestants are here. Let's meet them. First up, it's Paul in Willoughby, a graduate of Solon High School. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. How you doing? Your challenger today is Katie in Lorraine, a graduate of Brookside High School. Katie, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning. Good luck. All right, you guys, it's a best of five question challenge. Your name is your buzzer. So if you think you know the answer, say your name. Bill or I will then give you the green light to answer the question, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. Question number one. Which branch of government enforces the laws? 
Katie. Paul. Katie? Legislative. Paul? The executive. Executive is correct. Question number two. What was the name of the iconic 90s sitcom starring Will Smith as a teenager? Katie. Katie? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That is correct. We're tied with one question right. Each coming into question number three. Where did the Olympic Games originate? Paul. Katie. Paul? Athens. Yeah, we'll take it. Greece was the correct answer. Yes. Um, I didn't know what city. I just were <laughs> curious. So Paul, Paul taught me something today. Okay. Question number four. Paul, if you get this right, you could win. Katie, you have to get this question right to stay alive in the game. Okay. Which actress starred as Cher in the 1995 teen comedy Clueless? Katie. Katie. Alicia Silverstone. That is right. We're all tied up. Two to two. It comes down to this. Whoever gets question five correct will win Battle of the Burbs. Whose picture is on the $5 bill? Katie. Paul? Lincoln. It's Lincoln. Hard-fought battle today, Paul. That was a battle today. Paul, who are you taking to Mean Girls? Um, Wife. Nice. Happy wife, happy life, they say. Yes. Oh, he said his wife? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you didn't hear I him? didn't hear that. Yeah, he said his wife. All right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Katie, for playing Battle of the Burbs this morning. Everyone have a great weekend. It's Q104. Good morning. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Good morning. The Q Morning Show. It's Morgan and Bill. So I know that we're just, it's the first week of January. We're just getting back to work, and we're circling back you know, to our emails and everything that, that came in and we're, we're catching up right now, but I noticed this and I'm like, we got to get on this because it's a little more than a month away. Uh, but Morgan and I have a chance to give back again and we love being a part of this event. It's Cupid's Undie Run and it's coming up on February 10th. It's the best event of the year. So It is the best event of the year. Last year was my first year and I had so much fun. Yeah, it's amazing. And I, I'm so excited that they asked us to, to do it again this year. So if, if you're wondering, if you've never heard of it, uh, Cupid's Undie Run, basically the largest pantless party and mileish run in the nation. Let's address the pantless party. Right. You can wear pants if you want to, but you just don't <laughs> have to. We're in our underwear. Yeah. And it's festive and it's fun and it's red and we're celebrating Valentine's Day. We're also uh, doing a good thing. We're uh, raising money to benefit NF or neurofibromatosis. Neuro um, 100% of the money that we raise during Cupid's Undie Run goes towards NF. So this year, Cupid's Undie Run is Saturday, February 10th from noon until 4. We're going to be at the House of Blues this yeah, year. Yeah, downtown, which is super exciting. And, you know, again, the, the run part. Don't let that Yeah, don't let it's that not really you. a run. This is not the Cleveland Marathon, no. and I witnessed it for myself last year. Uh, you do not have to be in shape for this. You don't have to be a runner. We, we just run outside, uh, and and we do the run, and then we come back inside, yep. and we keep the party going. Yes. And it was such a fun party last year. So registration is happening right now on our website, q104.com. There's also uh, a promo code for registration, so you can get 20% off. Uh, I'll tell you what it is right now, but... You will probably want to go to the website. It's 20-off Q104. 
That's the promo code. But again, all of this on the website. So grab your friends. Maybe you can put together a team, raise some money. We've got plenty of time. Again, Cupid's Undie Run, Saturday, February 10th with Morgan and myself. We're looking forward to it uh, very much. Yes. What did I, what did, oh, I know what it was. So something Morgan said on the show yesterday that I want to, to bring up because she said it and I was like, wait, what? You're doing that? <laughs> Which I don't really know why this is so surprising to you. Okay, we'll talk about this next. It's the Q Morning Show. Cleveland is waking up to the Q Morning Show. Awesome way to wake up. It's Morgan and Bill. So much good music. I love it. On- Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill, the Q Morning Show. Good morning. So the other day we were talking about champagne. And expensive bottles of champagne and cheap bottles of champagne. And w- one of the things that we talked about was, uh, can you tell the difference if you if you taste a, a cheap bottle of, of champagne or a cheap glass of champagne versus an, if you pour an expensive bottle into a glass? Could you tell the difference? Correct. And people were saying that they could tell the difference. And then I was thinking it would be fun uh, to do like a champagne taste test for Morgan and I would bring in an expensive bottle and a cheap bottle, and I would pour them in a glass and, and see if Morgan could tell the difference. And then Morgan said, well, I can't because I'm doing dry January. And you were shocked. <laughs> You're like, what? Why are you doing dry January? What do you mean? Do you drink? Not really. Then why are you doing? <laughs> Is it every day dry January for you? Well, kind of, kind of. There's. How do I even want to explain it? Ask me a question and I'll answer it. How about that? Did you get hammered over the holidays no. and it scared you? <laughs> no, Did no, Did you no. wake up underneath some stairs? No. Or something downtown? No. I think I came to this revelation because, you know, my husband David is sober. He's been sober for five years. And the only time that I will ever have a drink is if we're, like, at a nice dinner or at, like some sort of event, like in social settings, right? I've never seen you drink. Right. Well, I went into our our company holiday party and, you know, they, they gave us like two drink tickets, right? And I went to the, I went to the bar and I was like, well, I don't want to drink. I'm not going to just because they gave me two tickets. So normally I would get something like, I don't know, something silly like a White Claw or something. Wait, did you have peer pressure because of the drink tickets? Like you felt like you were obligated to drink? Well, not really. But I think that in those situations is like when I would have my one drink. But I'm like, if I'm feeling in my heart that I don't want to, why do I feel like I have to in these types of settings? So that was the first time that I had like a light bulb moment. And I was like, I'm not going to. I'm just going to get... A Diet Coke and put a lemon in it. And like, let's see if I can do this holiday party without like caving to the peer pressure around me. And I did. And I felt good about it because it's like if you have one or even two, I still feel crappy like a couple hours later or the next day. And I don't like the taste enough of alcohol to mm-hmm. like subject myself to that. You know what I mean? Back in college, of course, everybody had their college days. Right. We were young, wild, and free. But it's like now I so much more value feeling well rested, feeling like good when I wake up in the morning that I'm just like, why? So that was when it first kind of started in my mind. 
And then I'm like, you know what? Dry January. Let's see if I can take that mentality that I had and apply it to social situations in January. And and maybe it'll become like a lifestyle thing. I mean, I just wanted to see if I could do it for the month of January. But I think that I I think that I can. This is fascinating to me. Is it? It it really is. Just your whole perspective on this and the, your thought process, because my I've never done dry January. Right. I don't know why. You're ordering um, Tom Collins left and right. Yeah, I probably should do dry January. I just never have. Um, but to me, dry January, I thought it was because it was people that just went over over the top during the holiday season. Maybe they just drank a lot. Uh, they realized that their alcohol intake was higher than the normal. Mm-hmm. And so dry January is a chance to detox. detox. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure some people do it for that reason. But I think... I was, thought everybody did it for that reason. No, I think sometimes people just do it to kick off like the healthier lifestyle you know, of the year. Everybody comes into the first of the year wanting to eat better and take better care of themselves. So what's an easy way to do that? Cut out alcohol. I'm also of the opinion I am a I have such a sweet tooth. I would rather eat my calories than drink my calories. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't even think of alcohol as adding calories. Oh, it's adding calories. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's just different perspectives when right. it comes comes to drinking in social situations. I honestly believe that you could do dry January and you might as well just let it roll. Yeah. I mean, it sounds I, I mean, like that's where you are anyway. I mean, I maybe, maybe, if I had to say how many drinks I have in one month, I would say probably two. Yeah. I, two. Not a lot. Yeah. If I'm out at a nice dinner, I'll get a glass of wine. Not a reason to take a break <laughs> from alcohol. So you think that I'm a dry January fraud is I, what you're saying. I think you should just make it dry 2024 <laughs> at maybe, this point. Maybe, maybe. Uh, and then, well, your wedding, though, is coming up in, in June. You'll probably want to... Glass, Glass of, of wine, yeah, of course. Or something like that. Um, look, yeah, keep it going. I will support you. Like, I will not put any peer pressure on you. Right. Like, if we decide, if I decide to get hammered during uh, Cupid's Undie Run. Well, that's know, in that, February. That's in February. <laughs> but don't drink just because I'm drinking. I won't. All right. Okay. 216-474-0104. Anyone else doing dry January? Is there anyone else that attempted to do dry January and you're out? Failed epically. You couldn't do it, Bill. You think you could? Oh, no way. (laughs) No way. 216-474-0104. Last night we let the liquor talk. Morgan and Bill on Q104. We're talking about how Morgan is just starting dry January. And when she mentioned that on the show, I was surprised because I didn't think Morgan drank at all. Like, yeah, I've been I mean, out with, I really don't. <laughs> I've been out with Morgan a few times now. I've never seen her uh, order an alcoholic drink, which is fine. Yeah. From me. I mean, I, I hope that you don't feel pressure when I'm drinking no, and you're not. No, no, no. I guess it's just because, like I was explaining, the only time I ever would have, like, a glass of wine or something would be at, like, a dinner or, like, at our work party, for example, I might have a glass of wine, but... When we had our work party this December, I just decided I don't want I don't want to drink, so I'm not going to. You know, just because they give us a free drink ticket. I'm going to go to the bar, I'm going to order a diet coke, put a lemon in it and call it a day. So, I thought to myself, you know, my husband's been sober for 5 years, so I thought to myself, 
do I even really need to have this glass of wine at dinner anymore? Can I, you know, do the sober lifestyle? So it's like, let's start with dry January. I don't think it's going to be hard for me to cut out two drinks, you know, a month um, because that's pretty much how I live anyways. But we're just... I want to say I'm participating in dry January, yeah. so I am. Well, my impression of dry January was always from people that want to recover from the amount of alcohol that they they took in over the holidays. They thought it was too much. They needed to, to detox a little bit. But you're reconsidering your whole relationship with alcohol. Yeah. Uh, which I think is great, by the way. Katie in Akron is on the line. Katie, good morning. Hi, guys. So, you know, it's interesting what you just said, Bill, about it being like her examining her relationship with alcohol. And that's really what it boils down to. Like, if you don't have a problem with alcohol, then what's the difference if you drink a drink or two or whatever? But in her case, choosing not to drink is that's maturity. Choosing to want to be clear headed and well rested. Like, that's called maturity. She outgrew whatever party scene she was, you know, into when she was in her young 20s. Right. That's what normal people do. Um, but I think it's interesting that her feeling peer pressure to potentially drink or anyone feeling peer pressure to potentially drink is interesting because this is a problem in our country, right? We're so indoctrinated in our, in our society that alcohol is acceptable and alcohol should be used for celebrations and this and that, like every little thing involves alcohol. And it's interesting that the people who drink don't feel pressured not to drink, but yet people who don't drink feel like they have to explain themselves or, you know, defend their choice or, you know, worry about peer pressure to drink. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I hope you know. Ne- I am bothered, too, that you feel peer pressure no, to drink. No, and it's not even from other people. It's just my own thing. You know, it's like if someone hands me a drink ticket at the work party, it's like. It's almost like muscle memory. You just go up to the bar and you give them the drink ticket and whatever. But this is like the first time that I actually sat and thought about it and was like, I don't want to. So why would I? And I didn't. And I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. It's like I would have only had one drink anyway. So what's the point? There is none. I would rather have like three extra pieces of pizza, which is exactly what I did that night. I support you in this. And, and whenever I have, when we have people over to the house, we make sure that we have plenty of non-alcoholic options. Oh, that's good. For them to choose from. Just because I'm drinking, I don't want to make anyone feel like they need to drink just right. because they're at my house right. right now. Well, I also think that it's um, becoming way more popular, non-alcoholic mm-hmm. stuff like... Um, I have got non-alcoholic seltzers in the house and David drinks non-alcoholic beer every night with dinner. So it's just cool to see. And like when we go out to dinner, there's way more non-alcoholic options. And that wasn't really the case a couple of years ago. So I'm glad to see it. Do there's it. a non-alcoholic bar in Cleveland. Have you heard about this? I did. They opened up. Um, is it? Across, is it across from Westside Market? I can't remember, and I can't remember the name, but somebody DM'd me and said, you and David should go to this. I think you guys would really like it. And they do like specialty, you know, mocktails and stuff. So maybe that's what we'll do this weekend. There you go. Do it. I support you in this venture. Understand that I'm not coming along with you on it. <laughs> I support you in your own venture. I have two boys under the age of 18. Nice. So I am sure I'm going to need a drink. At least, uh, well, not every day, but uh, at least for a few more years. Yeah. So I can't, I can't come along with you on uh, dry, That's okay. dry January or <laughs> dry 2024, whatever you're doing. Good conversation, though. Good conversation today. It's the Q Morning Show. We are Q104. I want you to know. Now! Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill, we're the Q Morning Show. 
All things entertainment. We're getting into a Hollywood dirt sheet right here. Let's go. The Golden Bachelor is Gary Turner and Teresa Nist tied the knot last night live on ABC. The pair opted to marry within weeks with Gary saying they don't have time to waste at their age. Uh, the ceremony was filmed with or filled with family, friends, and even other Golden Bachelor contestants with 50 Bachelor Nation attendees there. Now, they did say that they did not have, um, they didn't choose their guest list. They were allowed to bring like their immediate family, but other than that, ABC just filled it with people from Bachelor Nation, which might have been the wrong decision considering that Braden Bowers from Bachelor in Paradise proposed to his Bachelor Nation girlfriend, Christina Mandrell, live on television last night before Gary and Teresa got married, which fans are saying is a bad look. Jesse Palmer said that Brayden asked permission, but I still think it's a bad look. And to me, it's just very apparent that he he wanted to do it on TV. Like, that's the only reason that he wanted to do it then. Well, who gives the permission? Is it Gary because it's his wedding? Yeah, I guess. Is he the one that gives the permission? Because I would think it would be ABC or the producers that would give the final permission. Yeah, maybe both. Yeah. Gary and the producers. I don't know. I think Gary was probably just going along with... Whatever was happening Right, last that's night. true. Good point. Like, whatever you say. Joe Jonas might have a new love interest model, Stormy Breeze. So the singer was spotted boarding a plane with her to Cabo San Lucas. And then they were spotted in a different city a short time after Aspen, Colorado. So they went to Cabo together. Now they're in Aspen together. They were spotted cozying up at a hotspot restaurant. Uh, this new connection comes months after Joe and Sophie announced a productive and successful mediation on how to co-parent their young children together. And Kesha is teasing new music in a Los Angeles 7-Eleven parking lot, holding up a cardboard sign reading new music coming soon. The announcement comes after the 36-year-old singer split from her record labels following her legal battle with producer Dr. Luke last June. Um, Last summer, Kesha released her latest album, Gag Order, which largely detailed her struggles during that time. Now, I will say people are also saying that this is not a good look. Kesha... At a 7-Eleven with a cardboard box. Like, it's, it's I, kind I of know. a bad look, right? Whose idea is this? I have let's, no idea. Let's start with that. I mean, you said that she is with a label or she's not with a label? She is with a label. Different label. So it has to be the marketing department of that label, the promo department, and this is what they come, came like, up with. In today's day and age, you can't do stuff like this. Like... Unless that's what they want. I mean, sometimes they do create controversy for this exact reason. We're talking about we it are this talking morning. About We're talking it. about Kesha standing outside of a 7-Eleven. Yeah. So in that aspect, it worked. Yeah, guess so. Anything else you need Hollywood and more is up at Q104.com. You can get it there and always on the free Odyssey app. I love radio because it plays all my favorite songs and it wakes me up in the morning. <laughs> Go on and entertain me. It's the Q Morning Show. 